0: 25% off your next month. That's code walking50 at factormeals.com slash walking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hi, friends. Well, this is the week that uh, I tell the other half of the story that I started last week after <laughs> after last week's uh, podcast. Uh, Kevin said, Dave, is Ave okay? Well, you'll, uh, you'll find out this week. And I'll also explain in the podcast where we are going in the next couple of weeks as we unpack what happened on December 27th. If you missed it, uh, last week's podcast uh, was about the first half of something traumatic that happened On December 27th, it was really my perspective, and this week you'll get the rest of the story and Ava's perspective. So thanks so much for listening, and uh, with that, let's get started. Ava finished her four-mile run, and she felt good, really good. It had been months since my wife enjoyed a run as much as this one. The Myrtle Beach weather was sunny, mild, with a slight breeze. Perfect running weather. And a foot injury that had been plaguing Ava for most of 2020 was finally clearing up. So this run was mostly pain-free. After a quick shower, Ava got in the car and headed off to Walmart to pick up a couple of things. She drove out of our neighborhood and less than a half mile away, turned right onto Coventry Drive. As she drove, Ava says she felt a deep sense of calm for the first time in a while. After three months of real estate turbulence, getting our house in Maryland sold and settled, we finally were in our new home in the Market Common district of Myrtle Beach. Sunday, December 27th, was the first full day of our new life. Ava was enjoying this feeling as she approached a red light at the intersection of Coventry and Bypass 17. She was the first car at the light in the far left lane. Another driver pulled up next to her. Both would be turning left when the light turned green. After a few minutes, the light changed and Ava remembers the driver to her right moving first. A moment later, Ava tapped the accelerator and pulled into the intersection. Another driver approaching from the south blew through the red light. Ava had no time to react as she saw a white car about to slam into her at 55 miles an hour. The impact was violent and threw Ava's car into the one next to her. Airbags exploded in all three vehicles. The white car hit so hard that it bounced away and was now facing the direction from whence it came. Ava was in tremendous pain and trapped, but she was alive. She's not sure if she lost consciousness and remembers someone asking if she was okay. How do you answer that? Ava said to me later. She also heard someone say... She's alive. 911, what is the address of your emergency? Yes, we just had a, a three-car accident on uh, Sheffield Parkway, right at the medical center. It would take 19 minutes for rescue workers to free Ava and get her in the ambulance. Even though the accident happened at an intersection right in front of a hospital, Ava was taken to a bigger hospital, one that had a trauma center eight miles north on Bypass 17. In the ambulance, the EMTs who had grabbed Ava's phone Asked if she wanted them to call someone. In one of the most epic Ava moments ever, she said no. Later, she told me why. Ava knew I was enjoying the Ravens game. She also knew our brand new life in Myrtle Beach had been changed with the accident. Ava said no because she wanted me to enjoy the end of the game. She told me there was nothing you could do for me, and I knew you would find me when the game was over. And I did. Almost two hours after Ava arrived at the hospital, I pulled into the ER parking lot. I told the woman at the admissions desk, I think my wife is here. Her last name is Paul, P-A-U-L. My heart sank when the woman, looking at her computer, said, is the first name Ava? I responded with an anxious yes, and she directed me to Trauma Bay 11. Ava was lying on a gurney as I entered. She was wearing a neck brace. I leaned down and kissed her. She whispered that another driver T-boned her car going 55 miles an hour and said, I'm okay. Remarkably, she actually looked okay. There were no visible signs of injury, and I thought, "Well, maybe we can go home tonight. That thought didn't last long as Ava started telling me what hurt. It quickly became apparent that while the top half of her looked okay, the bottom half was anything but. The orthopedic trauma surgeon soon confirmed that. They had done a complete CT scan as well as a bunch of x-rays. Thankfully, there was no organ damage or head trauma, but there were close to a dozen broken bones. Most of those were in her pelvis. She had two fractures just below the right knee and two more in her left foot. We also learned later there was a broken rib. The doctor explained that Ava needed surgery to install metal rods in her pelvis and more metal in her right leg. That would happen the next morning. She would not be able to put full weight on both legs for at least eight weeks. One of the first questions Ava asked was about running. Would she be able to run again? The doctor said, I don't see why not. But he quickly added that it would be many months before she could even begin. Ava started to wrap her brain and emotions around what that meant. I started to wrap my brain and emotions around how much assistance Ava would need in the coming weeks. While neither of us was happy about the road ahead, we were both extremely grateful that it was not worse. The next day, while Ava was having surgery, I went to where the car had been towed. Ava's purse was still in it, so I needed to retrieve that. Seeing the damage on the driver's side and where the other car hit Ava only reinforced how much worse it could have been. As I mentioned last week, I'm not telling you this story simply to share the drama of what happened. Ava and I are both experiencing the positive impact of our commitment to fitness as we move through these challenging days. Ava, as an athlete who is working to return to running, and I as a full-time caregiver. This isn't a podcast about walking. This is a podcast about fitness motivation. Over the next few weeks, I hope to add another layer to your motivation to move more and sit less. In the meantime, if you're able to go for a walk today, consider it a blessing and be grateful. And if you are motivated to turn your everyday walking into a fitness activity, I have a free guide that will help you do that. It's called the 30-Day Fitness Challenge. It will help you start in a way that actually builds a fitness habit and begins to create momentum. And fitness momentum is profoundly important if you want to move into a lifestyle of fitness. The 30-Day Fitness Challenge, it's a free guide, and you can get it at walkingisfitness.com. Just click on the resource page or click the link in the show notes page for this week's podcast. Well, that's all for this week. I hope you'll join us again next week. Thanks so much for listening.